We believe intentionality exists. We are two millennial moms who are the first to admit our imperfections. We are linking arms, opening the conversation about our struggles to find balance. What if there is more to simplicity than just minimalism or the number of items in your cabinet? What if the measuring stick goes beyond the surface of materialism? What if simplicity is found deep within intentionality? Narrowing your focus to what really matters. Pursuing the right things, fleeing the dangerous things. To delight in the finest of things. In a generation saturated with instant gratification, screens, and distracted relationships, simplicity beckons. So, how's it going? Good. Good. Hanging in there. I know. How are you? We're good. So, my four-year-old daughter is a professional bedtime staller. Um, Mm. She will think of everything in the world to, like draw that process out. Like I literally just said her prayer with her and I was like turning to like leave the room and she goes, mommy, I really want you to pray with me again because I was holding my water during that prayer and I'd really rather pray with you after I put my water down. And I'm like, see, like that's the thing about it. It's like, she's got me wrapped around her finger because am I really going to tell her I'm not going to pray with her again? No. No. Oh, that's hard. And all you're wanting to do is finally get them down so you can have the night. And oh, that must be hard. It's, it's hard because I don't want her to feel like I'm brushing her off, you know? Right. Because she's wanting to like talk and, but on the flip side of it, it's like, it's bedtime and we need to like cut the cord at some point. So anyway, yeah. Mm, So hard. So funny. She's a little stinker. So today we're going to talk about birthday parties and approaching them from sort of like a simplified, I will also say intentional, simplified, intentional standpoint. And I had a couple ideas and I know we've kind of touched on this subject actually quite a while ago. And I think you had some pretty good ideas too. So let's just jump right in. So your son is two, right? He's he'll, two. he'll be three. Be three in September. And I will say one thing I did not expect when jumping into this whole mommyhood role and being a mom was how big of a deal people make birthday parties. It's like this whole new world you enter into that no one prepares you for. And it can get really extensive if you're not careful. Um, So there have been a few things that I have started to adapt. I mean, we've only had two parties so far, but things either Mm -hmm. that I've seen my friends do, or I know my mom did with us when we were growing up. And I get really excited to implement them as we go forward with other birthday parties, because you really do have to protect yourself because it can just get so big and out of hand if you're not careful. So one of the biggest takeaways that my mom was always great doing when we were growing up is she had a rule when it came to inviting people to birthday parties. And so I don't, of course, remember it when I was younger, but as we got older, however old we were turning was how many people we were able to invite to our birthday party. So kind of how I've taken that for our family is for the first birthday, of course, we had all the close friends, close family, even, you know, intermediate, anyone local that wanted to be there for the first party. Because let's be real, the first party is honestly for the adults. (laughs) They're not going to remember it. And it's just fun to have the cake. So The first birthday, I kind of let be a little bit bigger. The second birthday, we only had really close, 
actual friends or family. So it was a really small party just to help keep it simple. And then starting this year, now that he's turning three, I'll let him invite three friends and then next year we'll do four. And then that way we'll just kind of keep going. Partly it just helps it to stay simple and easier and kind of within the budget. But then also you can have a little bit more fun because you do have a little bit bigger budget to spend on fewer kids and kind of what you're doing with them. Yeah. So that's one big takeaway my mom always did. And I still remember my 16th birthday party. They threw a big surprise party and it was so fun to have, you know, 16 friends there and just like completely surprise me. And as you get older, the parties get bigger and it just gets more fun. Yeah. And your, you know, your world kind of gets bigger at that point, you know? Right. Yeah. You kind of have a social life and you have friends Mm -hmm. you want to invite. So that's really I definitely cool. plan on implementing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. So, you know, my birthday parties growing up, like my parents always made them very special. And I guess you could say elaborate, but I think the big difference between the elaborate that they did for us was that we uh, had a lot of extended family in town, actually on both sides of the family. So basically the people we invited to our birthday parties were, was our family. And then maybe like maybe one or two other friends would end up coming. Um, but you know, in the nineties and early two thousands, birthday parties weren't documented for everyone to see. It wasn't a show of who could have the most Pinterest worthy birthday party. So when I say they were elaborate and special, they were really elaborate and special for us and for our, you know, very close extended family, like grandparents, cousins, aunts and uncles, you know, that was sort of the extent of it. But my dad would do birthday tables for us where he would take something that we were really interested in during that time and, you know, make a really cool, just kind of like the most you could dream of birthday table um, that we would come in and see and it would be like a big surprise. So I have really wanted to sort of adapt that and move forward with it for for my kids, but I really like their approach of it being for, for the kids and not for the show of it. Because I mean, I just feel like with social media these days, it just seems like as soon as, you know, the party's not over and there's already pictures going up. I'm not going to say there's anything wrong with that, but I think it's important to remember who we're doing it for and kind of what the purpose behind it is. Because no one wants that pressure of like trying to keep up or impress anybody. Uh, And then I think the other thing that's important is to do a party that fits the person. Like, you know, my daughter has been talking about her birthday for the last six months, every single day. It's a very important event for her. Whereas my son, like the day we had his party, I kept having to remind him that we were having his party. And he was like, oh yeah, cool. But it just wasn't as big of a deal, you know? So I think that, you know, you can kind of measure not really how much effort needs to go into it, but just kind of what's going to fit the kid. Like if they're introverted, maybe don't invite the whole neighborhood. If they are really social, then, you know, I think it would be fitting to kind of expand that circle. And it's so appropriate too, because everyone has different love languages. So Whereas it could be, you know, gifts for one child and having something, a really special gift, another child might just want, you know, a special event or time with you. I think that's so appropriate and, you know, good to remember. I love that you brought up documenting because that was a big one for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I think is really important to remember because I completely agree. It's like, if you don't give a shout out of someone's birthday on social media, did the birthday even happen? You know, it's turned into this expectation now. And I've been to parties where it's just, I mean, 
the parents are just constantly taking pictures and recording everything, wanting to remember it all, but they're not even present to see it all. And you know, how often do we actually scroll through all, you know, hundred some pictures that you took and relive every single picture? I mean, realistically, you're probably not going to do that. So that was the thing that I've really tried to, you know, remind myself of if there's a picture I want, maybe take it before everyone gets there take one or two pictures or assign someone at the party, tell them, Hey, can you take a picture? And we do birthday candles. And then that's it, you know, really focus on being there for the child. It helps them feel special. I agree with that. Yeah. Because it's like, really, they want you there. They want you there with them. And, you know, we don't want to portray to them that that's important or that we're trying to stage things or we're trying to get them trying to get just the right picture, you know, so that we can show everyone how cool the party was, you know, it's more about just being with them in that exact moment. So, and celebrating them. Yeah. Celebrating them. It's a big deal for kids. It is. Um, another thing that we've done is, and this is really more for like a budgeting thing, but you know how you get like the, um, the themed party cups, plates, napkins, all that kind of thing. I mean, if you're getting that for every single person you're inviting, even if it's just family, it gets expensive pretty quickly. I'll get one set of the theme of the party and then I will supplement with a coordinating just basic color from the dollar store. Because literally you can get 20 yellow cups for a dollar. And then you can, you know, make your cute little table and do every other one like just in the stack the like character one, and then just make sure that the kids that are there are the ones that get the character ones because no one else cares, you know? So that's like a really practical thing that I've done that has helped just kind of keep the cost down because literally like you're using the things for like an hour and then you're just throwing them out, you know? So it's not really worth investing a ton of money in. Yeah. Budget is a big one for us as well. And just making sure that you set a budget and then actually stick with it. And I agree. There's so many things that you can take out, but yet Pinterest has put these like lofty expectations that you have to have. So even if that means not having a goodie bag, you know, like you don't have to have a goodie bag for every single party or, um, we've done just the big order of cheap colored cupcakes from Sam's and that has been the cake (laughs) and just finding, you know, either a cheap thing or even making our own, you know, and then that way you can just save money because it really does add up quickly if you're not careful. You know, when you talk about party favors, I mean, I'm not going to be the mom that's not going to let my kids bring the party favors home because they love those things. Like I'm going to be supportive, but let's just face it. It becomes clutter after like two hours and you know, it's not always expensive, but it is an added cost, particularly depending on how many kids, you know, you're buying for or whatever. Um, But one thing that we've always done is we just get enough balloons for each kid. And then when they go home, we give them a balloon and they seem just about as happy about it. Honestly, that's Um, such a great idea because then it also doubles as decorations. That's so fun. I love that. Yeah. You're like multi-purposing. There's just some little, like little things like that, that we just kind of started doing honestly, probably out of necessity because we haven't had big budgets for birthday parties. Yeah. And we've started even just your leftovers from each party. Just, we now have like a birthday bin. And it's just all the extra decorations. And if I have extra napkins or, you know, anything remotely birthday related, then that way, you know, you can kind of dig back through from year to year and see if anything you can repurpose or reuse for something different. We have discovered a few things here and there that can make 
the process easier and we can kind of focus on the things that make them feel special and not worry about a lot of the extra fluff um, and just production that goes into so many birthday parties now. Um, and one thing that my parents did is sometimes, you know, cause there was four of us, sometimes they would do a meal, but sometimes they literally would just say cake and ice cream, you know, and they would set, oh, yeah. they would set the party at a time of day where it wasn't going to run easily run into like a meal or where people would, I guess, be expecting like a lot of extra food. And then it would just like, you know, you could do like if you have very little kids, you could do like a 1030 in the morning birthday party or like a 2 p.m. birthday party or if they're a little older, like a 7 p.m. And just really make it clear like we're doing cake and ice cream, you know. That's what we did with my son's birthday party this past year is we had it really early in the morning. I got the bare minimum, set it out at a park just on a picnic table. We actually didn't even reserve anything. We just kind of showed up, found a picnic table, and that was that. And they had a blast. And I bet they loved it. I bet like they did. Yes. They didn't even skip a beat, you know? Yeah. And that's actually a really good point. Like we haven't actually done that, but um, I think that's partially because we have so much family. We've always lived close to family. So it's not like a huge pressure to have people come over because I mean, the house doesn't have to be perfectly clean. It's not like quite the same as like inviting, like, I guess like company over or something. Um, but there's nothing wrong with just having it at the park, making it easy, clean up, like minimal cleanup, minimal setup, you know, let them play. Yes. I love that. And like you said, it comes down to celebrating them and just making them feel special and loved on however that looks for your child. Yeah, absolutely. You know how you were saying that, you know, you've been to some birthday parties and that, you know, you can kind of pull from them things that you're like, that was a good idea. Or, you know, well, I probably wouldn't do that. My sister-in-law did like a nacho bar at one of her parties where she literally just had chips, queso, guacamole, and salsa. And then just people could just build it as they wanted. And for the kids, it could be super kid-friendly, like, you know, Cheese chips and dip and chips. <laughs> Exactly. That's their favorite. Super easy. <laughs> Whereas for adults, like, you know, there was guacamole and like, I think maybe she had like two different kinds of salsa, but it was really smart and it was so easy and didn't take, it wasn't very expensive. Um, and, uh, it didn't take a lot of effort to kind of pull together, but it was still really good. And, and it was a good memory. So I think something like that, like if you do want to do something, you know, like maybe do like a baked potato bar or something where, you know, you're not getting too carried away with like variety of toppings and stuff like that, but just something pretty basic or like chili. I think we've done, we've done chili before where we just have a great big pot of chili. You know, you have a little bowl with cheese to sprinkle in it and then you have like sour cream and then that's it. You know, I think it, if you're going to do a meal, it's okay to do simple, but I also think it's okay to not do a meal if you're not up for it or if the budget doesn't allow for it. And then it also gives you the opportunity to kind of save some of those special things for the big special birthdays. And then they have something fun to look forward to in yeah. the memories Absolutely. of knowing it doesn't have to be the same each year. And also knowing that you don't have to top last year's with your next birthday party coming up. Some years will be big. Some years will be small. Yeah. I do think it's okay too, to just say like for your birthday this year, we're going to do you know, like when we were growing up, if we had a special, we'd have a special day to go to Denver and like, you know, do special things in Denver, like go to the museum and go out to eat or the museum of natural history or just whatever. If there's something that particularly makes your kid tick that you can make into like a big day, that's just for you and your family and, or maybe one friend, you know, I think that that 
is absolutely awesome experience. And sometimes just telling your kid, like, you know, you get to pick where we eat, <laughs> you know, little things like that. Like they love that. They love having that, like that authority over things they don't normally have authority over. Right. And let's be honest. I mean, that's what they're going to remember. They're not going to remember all of the perfectly matched plates and yeah. the perfectly, you know, written out name tags of everything. They're going to remember how they feel and how special they felt on their birthday. So I love yeah. that idea. I mean, who thought we would be living through a time where people are having birthday parades because I know. they literally can't have a party. You make do with what you have. Yeah. Makes it special. It does. So um, do you have anything that you're just loving right now that you think is, you know, kind of worth mentioning? Well, we are currently finishing up the transition of our two-year-old from his crib to his big boy bed. And we um, had heard of the hatch noise machine. I think that's the actual name of it. Mm -hmm. Back when he was like 18 months, he was still a little baby. And we had a friend who said, you know what, we use this from about the time when they were really young and it really helped with the transition. And so we bought it for him back then, but it's kind of cool because it's a noise machine and you can, of course, pick the different sound that it plays. And then it also serves as a nightlight. And so it, you know, glows different colors, lights, but then I love it because you can link it to your phone via Bluetooth. And so you can either set it to just change colors at a certain time and change sounds at a certain time, or you can manually change it from your phone. But because we've done it for so long since he was a little baby, now that he's two, he just knows that when it turns from red, which is sleep time to green, when it turns to green, he can get up and come downstairs and see mommy and daddy. And so that has really helped with our transition. He pretty much always stays in his bed. It's just been like a seamless process. And I'm really glad we listened to my friend and took her advice and started that while he was still in the crib because he just knows that once it's green, it's wake up time, we go. Now every morning he'll run down the stairs and go, mommy, it turned green. And it's like, he thinks he has to tell us that it's green and we're allowed to get up. I don't think he realizes that <laughs> we're the ones controlling it. Um, but we have really been loving that. And that has just made our life a lot smoother and easier with that. Transition. That is so cool. And I would never have thought of starting it that early. Me either. And I'm, yeah, so glad because really they form those habits from such a young age. And it, I mean, it just stuck. We didn't even have to explain how it worked to him. He just knew. Really? Like you never had to like, well, if he's 18 months, you're not really pointing that out. He's just like noticing it. Yeah. I mean, we would like say it as we came in, like, oh, look, uh -huh. or, you know, kind of acknowledge. And now that he's older, of course, you know, they love colors and the sound turns off. So that kind of gets his attention of, wait, my sound machine's off. It's just been really handy. So we've really <laughs> loved that. He probably thinks it's his idea. Oh, I'm sure. He has no idea. I control that from my little phone while I'm laying <laughs> in bed telling him when he's allowed to get up. <laughs> We're going to keep it that way as long as we can. Yeah, the hatch is the name, and then they have lots of different, like, kinds of it. I think ours is the hatch, noise machine, and nightlight. Cool. Well, we'll I will try to find a link um, for it for the show notes so that people can check yeah, that out. That would awesome. be great. So I am loving um, – <laughs> it's actually a house cleaning app. Oh, okay. Do share. <laughs> um, it's called 
Todi, T-O-D-Y. Um, and I was looking back on it. I thought it was free, but I think maybe there was like a one-time like $10 fee or something like that. But it's not one of those where there's like ads constantly popping up or anything like that. But basically um, what it does is it just, you can organize it by different rooms in your house or areas of your house. And then you set up tasks within it, like cleaning tasks or like maintenance tasks. And then you can set the frequency of how often you want to do it. Wow. I am going to have to check this out. It's, it's pretty cool. It's right up my alley. Yeah. And so like when it's time to clean the house, you can just open it up and you can either look at it room by room or you can look at it from like what the most pending task is. Mm. Um, so it's really good for like, I'm very motivated by checking things off a list. We both um, are. Same yeah. here. Mm -hmm. I actually enjoy cleaning if I'm like maintaining and right. I really don't like it if I'm catching up. And like, there's things that like, if you're, if you're dusting your your ceiling fan blades, you know, once a month instead of once every nine months, it's a really quick, easy, just, you know, process. It's not like a big icky, like, oh, I can't believe I let that happen, you know? Right. Does it allow you to do push notifications? Like, will it remind mm -hmm. you on your phone that it's time to clean something? Yeah. It's a, it's a really cool tool. And, you know, just like any kind of budgeting app or anything like that, like it's a really great tool, but you obviously have to apply the discipline behind it. Of course. If you, if you let it go too long, then it's just going to get frustrating and you're going to end up just deleting it. And honestly, I've been in that place where I've been like, I can't do this anymore. If you put the work in and the discipline behind it, I think it can be really helpful. So yeah, Todi, T-O-D-Y. Okay. I'm going to check it out. I'll let you know what I think. That's awesome. Well, this was a fun little, little chat that we got yeah, to Yeah, change of pace. It was nice. Yeah. And one thing that we didn't even mention is that was you just had your birthday, right? Just I a couple did. weeks ago? I had my 30th during 30th. quarantine. And like you said, it was weird and different, but it was special. My parents drove three hours during the middle of the night, showed up during the middle of the night, fully decorated our front lawn, front porch, jumped back in their car and drove back home <laughs> the other three hours back. And I woke up and everything was just like fully decorated. There were signs everywhere and pictures and flamingos and it was fun. They did a great job of making me feel special and loved and it was neat. And you'll never forget it. I will not. I will not. I love that. That's so cool. Well, happy, yeah. a little bit belated birthday. Thank you. And I will Thank be joining you, you um, this summer, joining the, the 30, 30 the 30 something club, <laughs> not 30 something yet, just 30. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Keep it. We'll just keep be 30 it. for a year. <laughs> All right. Well, this was fun and um, we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.